0: your hosts Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulé. Hello everybody welcome back to another edition of the Teledabs it is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs joined by Christian Bolle as always and Christian my friend you are having a very good day.
1: Yeah, yeah, we talked about it on last week's episode. Uh, this had potential to be uh, just an absolute shit day for me, and I don't know what I did to deserve both my teams winning big games, but uh, my Michigan Wolverines beat the shit out of the Ohio State Buckeyes today, uh, and the Colorado Avalanche beat the shit out of the Dallas Stars. So it's a pretty damn good day for me right now.
0: you love to hear it. And, yep, the Avalanche, they take down the Dallas Stars – Four to one in the least weird thing that has happened for the Avalanche this week after they lose to the Vancouver Canucks in an odd game and get no result against the Nashville Predators because a pipe exploded in Nashville. So that game just never happened. So here we are, expecting to be talking about three games, and instead we are talking about two. The Avalanche go one and one have a night off against the Canucks and just look damn impressive against the Dallas Stars for their second win in less than a week and really do just kind of claim this division as theirs. Yeah, uh, this was
1: a very, very big game for the Avs. Uh, I thought the Stars actually came out and played pretty well considering they played a really hard-fought game against the Jets the night before. Uh, And they actually had their legs for a majority of the first and second period. But uh, the Avs... The Avs uh, may have found a pretty good goaltender, uh, needless to say, because Alexander Georgiev was absolutely phenomenal tonight. I, I don't know what else to say about him. He was unreal. And I'm going to say it. He, he should be in the conversation for the Vezina right now.
0: He should be. It's, it's kind of getting hard to deny at this point, because every single night he goes out there, and his worst nights are better than most goalies' best nights right now. I mean – even in this game alone, making 41 saves on 42 shots, posting a 976. I mean, there's really no reason the Stars should have had one goal in this game. They they should have put up a lot more. And you look at his last several starts, 976. And then the game before against Dallas, 917. Against Washington, shutout. St. Louis, 923, even in a loss Nashville nine fourteen, Columbus nine sixty nine, and Columbus again nine twenty three, and against the Islanders a paltry nine oh seven. I mean, what wow, just what? That was his
1: wild. worst game. That was his yeah. worst game.
0: His his worst game was against the Jets, where he was clutch as pearls in eight fifty seven. I mean, what are we even doing here? The guy's been unbelievable. These are Vesna numbers, and you can't even deny it at this point. It's him. Ilias Sorokin and who even else right now. George just Vasilevsky in there, that just seems right. Well he's been he's been under 910, I think, either know.
1: Either him or Shosturkin. I don't know. Throw him in there. Maybe yeah. Pablo Francose for the third one. Yeah, why not, right? <laughs> just your two leading goalies there. But I, I I know it's still early in the season and he has to prove it throughout the rest of the season and get that workload in. But with the way Frankie's playing, you're talking. I mean, what do you need, Georgie, to play 50 games max?
0: I mean, about that, probably 55 games.
1: Yeah, like he's just been absolutely phenomenal. And his post-to-post ability is so quick. And I I thought Gruby was really good. I thought he was moved to the post quick-to-quick. Georgiev would roast him in a post-to-post battle. The way he just gets to the puck, um, his anticipation of plays is just – like you know he studies film because there were a couple times in this game tonight where the stars did the cross scene passes and Gorgiff was there before the pass even got there. Like he's just always in the right position. And I don't know, like, do you think it's because of the Avalanche goaltending coach? Like, why wasn't this happening in New York?
0: I just he's just so calm and he just seems so smart. I think you have to give a lot of credit to the Avalanche's goaltending coaches because it's not a coincidence that he comes to Colorado. And faces a bunch of shots and just looks so calm every time he faces shots or high danger opportunities when we had grubauer like he'd look like a little tense sometimes and high danger chances kemper the same like you he's just he's just kind of vibing every single time he's in net he's just like this is my job i gotta stop this puck and the puck's going this way i'm just gonna grab it and you know just cover it it's like it's not a big fucking deal right like, he's just so goddamn calm. Like, it's it's almost unnerving in a way. It's just high danger scoring chance in front of the net, like five consecutive shots. Like, in that second period, the stars were all over us, especially with all of those power plays. He, he looked like he was napping on the beach. Like, this guy just does not have a care in the world in all the best ways. Yeah, I,
1: I don't know if you got a chance to catch the post-game interview he did on the ice because he was the number one star. I think it's an honest competition between him and Lekinin about who hates being interviewed more because the I felt so bad for the reporter because she's asking like these thoughtful questions and he's just going, yeah, it's my job yeah. to stop the puck.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, honestly honestly, I think between them it's got to be him. It's got to be like he's he's been on this before the season even starts. My job is to stop the puck. And that's that's really the only thing we've ever heard him say.
1: Yeah, it it was a hilarious post game interview because he was just so
0: like calm and just
1: yeah. I mean, I, I did my job. Thanks yeah. for thanks for coming out and uh, yeah. let's thanks go get Thanks for coming win. out. We we love our
0: fans. Didn't even notice you were here.
1: Honestly, I would I would pay money to see those two. Uh, him and Lekkinen do a press conference.
0: Oh my God. It would be You know that commercial Makar and Landis Gogh did last year. Oh, I want it, yes, I want it to be Georgiev and Lekkinen, and I I want to see every take. I want okay. to see the exact process as to how that goes because well, it would be hilarious. They'd
1: probably get it done in one take because they don't want to be there. Like they yeah. do one take and make ah go, oh, that's good enough. You can yeah. edit it. Yeah. <laughs> make it work. It was- <laughs>
0: <laughs> be so I just want to see th- I, the avalanche social media team needs to go out of their way to just put them in like mildly uncomfortable situations and just see how they react. I don't that. even think it
1: needs to be mildly uncomfortable. I think it just needs to be a normal press conference and yep. they will give you pure gold. Um But yeah, I mean, Georgiev was fantastic tonight. He's been fantastic all year. Need to see him continue to do this throughout the rest of the year, but I'm really, really encouraged And to have this guy locked up for two more years on top of that at a pretty good deal. The Avs may have stole another goaltender away from a team for bar- for a bargain.
0: Yeah, oh my God. I mean, and there's nothing about this that suggests this is unsustainable. Like, you look at his numbers, you look under the hood and everything, everything about this just says, yeah, this is just who he is. It's not like like oh some nights he has a shutouts and some nights he's like sub eight hundred or something like that like even Kemper had nights like that at some points last year. Georgiev has just been the same in like every single game like even that Jets game that I listed as the only one. The first game in Chicago was also sub nine hundred, but those two alone, he wasn't even bad in those games. Those were just like he didn't face any shots and he got beat by perfect ones. If anything, the The Morrissey overtime goal against the jets is like the only goal this entire season that I would say, maybe he should have stopped. Yeah. And he's got every single game. Do you understand how fucking wild that is? That was over a month ago. Yeah. It feels like a lot longer ago.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really, really encouraged by him. Uh, He's and the Avs' decor d- is only going to get better in front of him. We got Sam Gerard back, which was huge. I thought he was fantastic tonight. Uh, him and Josh Manson actually played really well. Josh Manson's box score looks very, very weird.
0: It is a lot uh, of numbers in his yeah, box score. Right it's now. very
1: weird, but I thought he played well. And him and Girard, we kind of got a taste of it in the playoffs last year. But those two together, they actually work pretty damn well.
0: Yeah, yeah, those two, they are. Really good together. We saw it a little bit in the playoffs against Nashville and early against St. Louis. Before Gerard got hurt, me and you would be on here talking like these two are a match made in heaven. They are, they have great chemistry. They complement each other really well. And immediately Sam Gerard comes into the lineup. We talked about this, eats 21 minutes, and now McCarr and Taze are playing 26 and 24 minutes again. Like, you need this guy in the lineup. He's not bad. He is a valuable contributor to this team, and he eats those value minutes. He had a great scoring chance set up by McKinnon as well. And Josh Manson, like you mentioned, his box score is wild in this game.
1: Yeah. One goal, one assist, six penalty minutes, just an absolutely
0: weird ass game. (laughs) Yeah. Five shots on goal, four hits, two blocks, one takeaway, 15 minutes. That's a lot to fit in the 15 minutes of a game.
1: (laughs) But those penalties, I don't think were like the one he took against, I forget who he was taking into the boards. It might've been Guriana from Archman. Um, And he could have finished the check on Marchman and put him in a very vulnerable position. But he held him up and kind of prevented him from injury. But in like the letter of the law, that is a penalty because he's holding him. But good guy Josh Manson, even though he seems to have it out for Mason Marchman,
0: <laughs> he, and, he didn't. And vice to, versa,
1: yeah, he, he didn't want to. Uh, he didn't want to hurt the guy. So that penalty was kind of a little bit of bad luck. I forget what his second one was. It may have been a hook.
0: Um, so in order, it was interference against Mason Marchman holding against Mason Marchand, That's right and tripping against Roddick Fox all in the same period. Some of those were a little questionable. It's what, it's what I said on Twitter instead of makeup calls, we had a makeup game making up for that last game against Dallas where the power plays were six to one. Like I don't ever want to hear that officials don't have a mandate. They had a mandate in this game that the stars are owed some calls and and they took all of that aggression out on Josh Manson and Josh Manson alone.
1: Yeah, it, it, it was. I honestly, had forgot that we had six power plays in the first game. Um, but yeah, I mean, the abs in that second period, it was the Alexander Georgiev show and the penalty kill, even though they gave up a goal, is continuing to show steady signs of improvement. And I, I think really like Andrew Cogliano and Logan O'Connor on a PK unit maybe more like efficient than maybe Val and Leckie. I hate to say it, but they've been fantastic together. And I really like, I know I've said this before on the show and we've talked about, we're living in a simulation because it's the exact same replica of last year where it's like Logan O'Connor has come out of the gate. Super, super hot and you know the inevitable slump is coming, and you're just going to be like, damn, what happened to Logan O'Connor when he
0: was playing top six minutes for us? It might might not be coming this year. I I think he's playing better this year at this point in the season than even he was last year. He was just on a shooting percentage bender last year. And this year, like... I genuinely think we might have to have a conversation. Like, is Logan O'Connor one of the most consistent penalty killers in the league? Like oh, yeah. he's um, so good on the penalty. They said,
1: they said it on the broadcast, and I was kind of like, I had to sit back and look at it. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Like him and Cogliano are fantastic. They're shot blocking machines. They are so they hound whoever has the puck on the on the other team in the offensive zone. And it's somehow the Av's penalty kill is up to 21st in the league which is pretty damn impressive considering they started the year at 50%.
0: Yeah, they started last because they would give up every other power play. It was basically every game they were giving up two, sometimes three power play goals, and they somehow were winning some of those games still. But like you said, they had five separate penalty kills in the second period and they killed off all but one of them. They went one for five in 20 minutes. They killed off half of the period on penalty kills and somehow came out of it with a three to one lead, like just almost night and day from what they were.
1: And it, it, the one goal that beat him, I mean, it was honestly a lucky bounce. Like yeah. it, it just bounced off like three people and went into the net. And yeah. that's what it took to beat Georgiev tonight. But I mean, shout out to PK Shout out to NHL refs for being just <laughs> the most predictable. Like, what the uh, predictable. hell was that
0: missed call yeah. on Josh Manson? No, no that, injury, no penalty. Like, I, I need you to try to give me a, an honest interpretation of did that. Did
1: that sound like a scene from The Gladiator or some shit like that, where it's like, he didn't die, so it's not over. Like, that's what that shit sound. I mean, I'm like. We're, we're determining penalties by if the player is injured. That seems very, like, barbaric.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like what, like, what was that about? Like, give me your honest interpretation. Why? I mean, I, I honestly don't
1: know. I mean, you can make the case that Manson hit himself in the face with his own stick, but it was because the Stars player pushed his stick up into his face. Right. Um, it just, it, it made no sense because you stopped the play for an injury, but then you said it wasn't an injury. So why why did you stop the play?
0: Right. So but there's no penalty because there was no injury. Like, are you gaslighting me? Like, what's (laughs) going on here? He is injured, but there's no penalty because there's no it we can all see it. Yeah. So what are we doing here?
1: Yeah. I I, this is taught we've talked about this on the show. There's just in any job that you have, I I know you're working in the in, in the workforce now there's so much accountability held in like my job alone. And I just wonder what the accountability is for NHL referees um, because it just doesn't seem like there's any like consistency with it because we're going to get totally off topic here. But if you've listened to the show long enough, you know exactly this is how we do it in the Vancouver game. The abs get gifted a goaltender interference that goes their way. Me and you could make the case that given the rules, that's probably goaltender interference, but like, if it would have gone the other way, you would have been like, yeah, okay. Last night, so by the time you're listening to this Friday night, Connor Hellbuck gets pulled over, loses his helmet, is clearly hurt, <laughs> and they let the play continue, and Jamie, or Jason Robertson scores, and the Stars tie the game. What the fuck are we doing here, man? Like, it just – there's the lack of incompetence – or competence, whatever the fuck I'm trying to say for NHL referees is just astronomical. Like, I don't think, I think the NHL has the worst referees in all four professional sports.
0: I think the saddest part is you can make the case that they're also the best because professional sports officials to your point have no accountability (laughs) whatsoever. And it's the most absurd thing I've ever seen that they are just let off scot-free. The only time I have seen an official held accountable was who was that ref that got fired? I always Tim Peel. It. Tim Peel got fired for spilling the beans that they do, that they do make up calls. Mm. He spilled the beans over a hot mic which everyone knew existed. Everyone knew this was a thing and it still is. But they fired him for that. That is the only time a referee has ever been held accountable when they said the quiet part out loud on a hot mic. The only time He wasn't fired for making the call. He was fired because he let the cat out of the bag. The only time. Not like it stopped happening since then. They still do it, but they don't have... I just... The only thing you need to do to solve this is have officials answer questions after a game. Why did you make this call? What did you see? Explain yourself. That's it. Just explain what you saw. Let us in on your perspective. Have, Have them wear a camera. So we can see the angle they're seeing when they make a call. Just give us something.
1: I agree. And they're they're paid enough money that I feel like they should be held to some sort of accountability. But luckily for the abs, it didn't bite them in the ass in this game. Um, but yeah, just some sort of accountability for the refs would be great. Because I know the NBA does like a two-minute report. But that honestly pisses me off more because then you read the
0: two minute reports like, oh, we should have called the foul there. Well, why the fuck didn't you? Well, guys I didn't. Like, foul I just because like if we're gonna keep human error in sports, have a, have them explain their perspective because yeah. yeah, they're human. They're gonna make mistakes. That is a given. Anything a human is going to make mistakes. Why are we letting them off scot free every time? If they're gonna make a mistake, I want to know why. Why did you make this mistake? What did you see? How did you think the game was going? Were you trying to control the game? Just let us know what the fuck is going on ever. That's it. And this will apply to the Vancouver conversation we're going to have later in the show too. Because that doesn't make any fucking sense either. But still, just in the context of this game, just let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what the standard is. That's all I've ever, ever asked is a consistent standard. I don't give a fuck about what the rule is. I just want it to stay the same game to game.
1: Just keep it keep it consistent, but yeah, I mean, they missed that high stick on Manson in the third period. They missed a high stick on McKinnon. Like McKinnon got whacked in the face, and they missed it. Um, so, missed. so not oh, yeah,
0: oh, missed it.
1: Not the ref's best game, uh, but the abs just really kind of continued. We've kind of like glazed over the whole fact that. The abs were given a power play in the first 30 seconds of the game, and Nathan McKinnon scored on Jamie Benn just being an absolute idiot and turning the puck over. Um, it was pass. good. Yeah, it was a great pass to McKinnon, but that was honestly like you know me because I've been tweeting, calling McKinnon to get a power play goal for what, like the past four games, yeah. something like that. I finally got one. I finally eventually got one. Eventually
0: you had to be right. Yes,
1: like eventually I had to. My my percentage is still off, just like Nathan McKinnon's
0: shooting percentage. Oh, you took the joke right out of my mouth. Yeah.
1: But uh, but he finally ripped one home. uh got got it going. I think his sixth or seventh of the year, sixth or seventh is sixth. Yeah, so that was a great shot. Avs jump out one nothing, and I don't know what it is about Scott Wedgewood, but he always seems to play well against the Avs because I honestly think if it wasn't for Wedgwood making some saves, the Avs could have won this game like six one. Um, but yeah, I mean McKinnon gets the gets the Avs going one nothing, uh, and then. The previously mentioned Josh Manson probably scored the easiest goal of his career um, off a, a fortuitous bounce off of Scott Wedgwood. And Miko and just tied up two players in front. And Josh had a wide open net to give the Avs a 2-0 lead. Um, and then a player I want to talk about because I thought their line was really good because oh, you guys wouldn't guess it. It wouldn't be an episode of the Teledavs' podcast without mentioning Evan Rodriguez is out two to four weeks with an injury. um, So add him to the list. Again, but,
0: and also crazy that that happens. We lose Rodriguez. Yeah. We didn't get anyone back. We got yeah. Gerard back a couple of games ago. We did not get anyone back. No. And then it's we just, played better.
1: Yeah. It's just a rotation. Um, but Alex Newhook played center tonight. And dude, I think we may be seeing the emergence of Alex Newhook. He has been playing so damn well these past couple of games and the goals are going to start coming for him, but he's picking up points uh, he he ended up setting up Dryden Hunt for his first goal as a member of the Av. A real feel-good moment because Dryden Hunt has been solid for the Avs. I wouldn't say he's been good, but he's been solid in the minutes he's been given. Serviceable. Um, yeah, serviceable. That's a good word for it. And he gets his first. Newhook gets the assist. But I honestly like the way Alex Newhook's been playing. I was a little worried when you took away both of his linemates of Val and Evan both Rodriguez. linemates,
0: dude. We've taken away our entire top six. Yeah.
1: So, I've been. I was really impressed with how he played tonight. He had a couple chances on net, but overall, just a really, really good game from Alex Newhook. Uh, Dryden Hunt gets his first. Avs are up three-one, uh, and then in the third period, the Abs the Abs really took over. The, the third period, you could tell Dallas was on the second half of a back-to-back. They had no legs left. Um, just absolute domination by the abs and I I was looking at this I was looking at it before we started recording they gave the fourth goal to cogliano
0: I ju- I just noticed that right as yeah. you started talking though I was getting ready to talk about the O'Connor goal I just realized they changed it to cogliano so it,
1: repeat of game was that game four
0: yeah off of Sturms yeah uh but again
1: Josh Manson jumping up in the play shoots for a rebound Cagliano gets the goal even though he didn't really score
0: I guess, I guess it went off of him he was he was yeah. literally in the net yes. so it's, it's not too hard to imagine that puck might have glanced off <laughs> him before it went into the net but even still the Avs, they're up four to one at this point and like you said I feel like Georgiev really exhausted the stars I mean they they emptied the tank in the second period they had five power plays they only score on one Then the abs, they get a goal halfway through to put them up three to one, the stars, they gave everything they had on five power plays and 20 shots. They doubled up the abs and shots in that period. And they come out of it down to the abs have had two days off, three days off in between games. Now after the van, after the the Nashville cancellation, and they're just rolling at that point, there was just really not much the stars could do. And also it's just like, I don't really think it's sunk into me just the lines in this game <laughs> with Evan Rodriguez out. How the fuck are we winning anything? I, this team is so hilariously good. Our stars are so hilariously good. We have such a good fucking coach. Like we we saw that thing that the NHL tweeted, like Thanksgiving, Jack Adams standings or something. Yeah. And it was, Who was it at number one? Uh, doesn't fucking matter. Bednar didn't even get a vote yeah it's it, it's it it was uh Lindy Ruff the, that's right the I mean coach but I no, no, no I'm actually yeah. not going to give him that at all is his team is better than expected that's what the award is best coach in the world is Jared Bednar you can't tell me otherwise defending Stanley Cup coach constantly no matter the injuries no matter the excuses as his team playing every single game. They are eight and two in their last 10 games. John Cooper, one of the best coaches in the league. Tampa has the same stuff. Mike Sullivan, same problems. They're not even in the conversation. The Jack Adams is a fucking joke. I never want to hear about it again. What so, are I, mean, that's, you're, that's was I even talking hard. about? I just got on another rant. The lines, the, the lines, lines how, yeah. how weird they were. It's just, like... Alex Newhook and JT Comfort are splitting second line center minutes, and that's the most normal thing happening. Like Andrew Cogliano and Logan O'Connor are playing consistent second line minutes. And they're doing great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that fourth line is Anton Bleed, <laughs> Jason Megna, Sam Perto, who actually I thought they played pretty well. I,
0: A thought, A, I like... thought they played pretty well, but that yeah. is an AHL third line. Yep. And they yep. are performing well at the NHL level because Jared Bednar and the Avalanche's system is just so good. Yeah. I mean it's
1: it's pretty hilarious. Uh you have Martin Kout, who I thought had a good game tonight too. Um th- they're all just producing right now and the coaching staff's putting them in a winning situation. The game plan's been flawless and they're just executing it. And it, it really helps getting back Sam Gerard because I think if Andreas England plays this game it might be a little bit different story. But well yeah, um,
0: who knows if Georgia finishes
1: yeah, he probably gets run over when that scramble. But uh, honestly, I it, it's just impressive what this team's doing right now. Like we talked about this, what a week and a half, two weeks ago, about how like we were saying if we can just go five hundred through the stretch, we'll be happy until we can get people back. We're eight and two. Like this
0: team just refuses to lose, except for the last game, which yeah, we will talk about because it's. Every once in a while, these games just kind of – before we wrap on the Stars, is there anything you want to say about the the Stars game before we just – No, finished? I think
1: the Stars are a bunch of crybaby bitches. Um, Especially with Glenn Yeah, and Jacob McDonald continued what Josh Manson did earlier this week and just murdered a guy. Um And I just thought it was funny because Marchman lays a clean hit on Cow. Cal- None of the abs react. They're like, okay, that's a queen hit. McDonald does the same thing to Kiviranta, and Luke and gets all in his feelings and tries starts a fight with Jacob McDonald and gets ragdolled
0: by Jacob McDonald. Not not nasty. like a like like I love Jacob McDonald, but you're getting you're gonna start a fight with Jacob McDonald and lose. Yeah, you can't do. Go that. home. Like go <laughs> home and cry, go home and cry about it. You fucking yeah. baby. That's exactly what I said.
1: But uh, yeah, I mean, the Stars are a bunch of crybaby bitches. But that's just that's just my personal opinion. And uh, I'm glad we don't have to see those guys till March.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a huge start to this season right now. If nothing else, two head-to-head wins over the Dallas Stars in what's probably going to be the race for the Central. But it's like we said, once the Avs are healthy, it's not going to be a race yeah. at all. We're doing this with one line. Yeah. One line and a semi-complete defense. Well, we, are the thing going is, to win. we are going to win the whole thing. Like yeah. It's not even a question. Yeah. The,
1: the thing is, is, Dallas is the healthiest team in the NHL. That's not going to
0: last. I mean, well the, well, the thing is, it might. They might just be Calgary from last year. Yeah. Just healthy the whole time, and then they get to the playoffs. One thing goes wrong, and they can't do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's possible. But, yeah, I mean, they, they're ridiculously healthy right now, and – I, I just don't – I mean, Jamie Benn is pretty sturdy. You know Tyler Sagan's due for an injury. Um, we did in Jason Robert, Robertson's point streak. So yeah, he, got on a point.
0: he got a point. Oh, he did get a point? Yeah, he got Damn. a point on the Pavelski goal because Damn they changed it to Pavelski getting the goal, so Robertson got the secondary. Damn it. Yeah, I I mean, if, if Jason Robertson gets hurt, that team is finished. I mean, he, Robertson is legitimately in the heart conversation. Yes,
1: hundred percent. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I have from the stars. I'm glad we don't have to face them again till till March.
0: Yeah, I, so, I like winning both of these games and then just telling them to go fuck off until March. Yeah. Like that's why that's why I like about hockey sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's just don't even have to worry about it. And then like teams like Carolina, we don't have to worry about till the Stanley Cup oh, yeah. final. So, um, yeah, let's move on to probably the weirdest game. Uh, they have the – not weird, just just off. Yeah, just off because I didn't think the Avs were particularly bad, but they were just off on some sequences against the Canucks. Um, and we were talking about this before we started recording the show. The Canucks are a good team. If they get even semi-competent
0: goaltending, they can compete with pretty much any team. Yeah, right now. I mean, the right West now. is the West is wide open right yeah. now. If Calgar, if not Calgary, if Vancouver. Can rattle off a couple of wins. They're right back in this. I mean, yes. they're three points behind Edmonton for fourth in the Pacific and only two points behind Calgary, who is both teams have not been too good lately. Yeah. If Vancouver can just rattle off a little bit, they're gonna be in the race. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, mean it, I think they're terrible.
1: I don't think they're terrible, but they just gotta get semi competent goal, not eight eighty five goaltending. That and they, they can win games. It,
0: they, they got a nine seventeen in this game and they, they had a shot. The yeah. Avs did not play their best game i i didn't think they played poorly i didn't think francos was at his best in this game this is probably one of the worst goaltending performances we've had this season for an abs goalie
1: yeah frankie was pretty bad against the kraken too but yeah um
0: yeah, yeah and i mean if we're talking one a month
1: who? Yeah. Like, i mean frankie may be better on the road i think that's what i'm learning is frankie may be a better goaltender on the road um but yeah, he wasn't particularly great uh I think the ABS defense struggled a little bit, but
0: it some, was just some weird reads in this game. I mean, yeah. none, none other than the one 21 seconds in on the yes. Iliam McKay of goal. Nobody in the same zip code as no.
1: him. No. But it was like, okay, it's gonna be that type of game.
0: Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. And if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into big payouts with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets. If they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now back to the episode,
1: but even with the abs being off, they still can compete with any team. And if it wasn't for Spencer Martin making some ridiculous saves, the abs could have easily tied this game. Um, But it it was just a very, very weird game. I agree with you that Frankie was definitely off a little bit, but you just need a little bit more from him and a little bit more from the D court. It was Sam Gerrard's first game back. He wasn't particularly bad, but you could tell he was shaking off the rust a little bit. And as we just talked about with the Stars game, he really kind of shook off that rust in the Vancouver game and came out and played a really good game
0: uh, against the Stars. Yeah. Should mention before we get too deep in this and eventually forget about which we will. Oscar Olauson makes his debut. Oh yeah, I forgot games. about that. He played a whopping what, three minutes? Yeah, he played seven minutes. Oh in wow, this game as a matter of fact, and put up literal goose eggs across the board because we we don't trust rookies when we put them in the lineup no. whatsoever. No. Like there there was a point where we were just getting power play after power play, and they wouldn't even put him on the second unit even after Rodriguez went hurt. Like I, I was a little surprised they didn't give him a little bit of a shot on the second. Yeah. Game. But
1: no, it was it was it was an interesting debut for him. I still think he needs a couple like a year or two he, he, in the mines. I'm
0: not saying he's ready. Yeah. But
1: it, when the situation calls, why not give yeah. him a shot?
0: Yeah, like um,
1: just just see. Like why not, right? Maybe you get lucky and he scores his first goal. But uh I think he's gonna be an interesting prospect in the future, but yeah, I totally forgot he played. I'm I'm glad you reminded me because I definitely would have forgotten. That
0: well, I, I, that's exactly why I brought it up because if I didn't mention it now, we both would have forgotten. So, yeah. So, so back but- to the, the game as a whole, like we said, Ilya McKay of 21 seconds in starts it starts us off, and the Avs slowly but surely the wheels get turning. Miko Ranson, set up by Jonathan Taves in front of the net gets a beautiful Jonathan ball. Taves. Oh my fucking god! I cannot <laughs> believe I just said that, but. That's that's bad. That's really bad. I can't believe that just happened. I just saw Taze and I, I don't know. I was for some reason I was thinking about Patrick Kane Jonathan Taze. And yeah, it's okay.
1: I'll today. I'll let it slide. I was I'll
0: thinking let it about slide. how much I don't want those guys today. <laughs> so I guess that's where that came from. But wow, I have never done that on the show. That's an actual okay. first. But it, it on Taze, the better Taze, <laughs> the better Taze sets up Miko Ranton in front of the net. I was on autopilot there, but yeah, Taze <laughs> sets up Ranton and set up by Taze and Lekkanen. Now I'm all out of fucking sorts, but Rantanen gets two goals in the period. Avs look like they're back. They're doing just fine. Then we talked about a little bit. The goalie interference in front gets a goal taken away for the Canucks. This was one that obviously Canucks fans were not happy about because they hate everything. I thought it was 50-50. I flipped a coin. The coin said the goal would stand, and the coin was wrong. So... That's I mean, anytime there's a goalie interference, that's just what I do now. I flip a yeah. coin, heads it stands, tails it's overturned. It told me heads, so it lies. It up. happens. It happens.
1: But yeah, I mean, I think that's the first time the abs won a challenge in what seems like forever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it. like we talked about, just the inconsistency with what's goaltender interference and not goaltender interference is maddening. Um, I get why Canucks fans were upset because the contact was minimal, but it did happen, and – According to what the definition of goaltender interference is, that is goaltender interference.
0: Um, it, so it also might not be in a different game, like the one you mentioned earlier. Correct. Jamie Ben ran over Connor Hellebuck, and he was literally down and hurt with his helmet off, and they just allowed Jason Robertson to score into an empty net. Goalie interference does not exist; it's made up. They just flip coins. So yeah. even still, the that goal gets taken off the boards doesn't matter anyway. Bull Horvat. Ties the game on almost the exact same play. Like about two minutes later, it's tied again. And you had Kale McCarr who we'll talk about in a minute, which is going to be my main points about this game, going back to the ref conversation, but you had Kale McCarr score a power play goal and the abs go up three to two going into the third. Felt like it was going to be a game where the abs just pulled away, but in the yeah. third, it just wasn't the case.
1: Yeah, it, it just wasn't the case. Uh, the abs got kind of gifted, uh, Five on three in that second period where Kale McCarr scored. And I've really thought they were going to blow it because it was just the same thing where they were just McKinnon to McCar, McKinnon to McCar, and then finally McCarr put it in.
0: It's all like it's all they keep trying to make the the McKinnon shot work. A lot of time it just doesn't. And then the second they do it to McCarr, it does work.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're just trying to get McKinnon going. Uh, but it was it was a good goal, gave the abs a three-two lead. And I agree with you. I thought in the third period, I thought they were gonna pull away. Um, I thought Spencer Martin had played well, but I was like, there's no way he can continue this in the third period. The Avs are going to put an onslaught
0: on him. Uh, boy, oh boy, was I wrong. And, uh, it's, not even, it's not even like we played bad in the third period. No. I, I thought we were fine in the third period, but Sheldon Drees, avalanche legend, ties the game for the Canucks. And then I cannot stand this fucking call. This is yeah. I hate blaming refs. I know we have blamed refs for a lot of things in the past. I genuinely don't like doing it because it sounds like an excuse. This is one of the times where I am absolutely blaming the refs. This is bullshit. This call against Kale McCarr is not a one-off. It is not a mistake. It is a targeted call on Kale McCarr. It has happened three times where a guy skates into him on the power play while he's trying to stay onside. Skates into Kale. And they call Kale for the interference when the guy falls over. This is the third time this call has been made. It is not a mistake. They do it on purpose, and it's bullshit because it doesn't make any sense. And so the Canucks, they get a four-on-four out of it. It ends in Avs power play, and they score on it. And then they take the lead. Granted, not a great goal for Frankie to give up. I'm not going to let him off the hook for that. But this call is fucking ridiculous i cannot stand it because it's not a one-off this has happened three times now in separate games with different officiating crews you cannot tell me this is not a chain they are putting around Makar's ankles to make life easier for other teams
1: i think it goes back to the makeup call conversation i I, to me that that felt like a makeup call because they gave the abs a five on three um but i agree it's just it's it makes no sense. Like the rule is like, I don't know. It makes no sense. Did you see the video Raj posted today? Though he I posted a video of it was McCarr on a power play, and there was a guy skating next to me just stuck his hands up like guess, with his stick. Go go look at it when we're done recording. It was pretty funny. Um, but you know it's a weird call when you get Kale McCarr upset about something because McCarr doesn't like to bitch. He usually is pretty respectful, but he was barking at the refs the entire time. Cause what is he supposed to do?
0: Right. What is he no, supposed to he do? can't even see the guy. Yeah. The guy skates into him and then that guy falls over and they call it on kale. What? It's not like there's anything he can do or change to it. It's not like he's skating carelessly and running into people. They're running into him. There's he's not even moving. And again, I wouldn't be upset about this if this was the first time. Yeah. If this was a one-off, it's a bad call. Shit happened three times this season. This exact same thing has happened. And it is not going to be the last time. Yeah. If you're if you're on a penalty kill, why do you not just run the guy at the blue line every time you could the puck and try to draw an interference? Because it works.
1: Yeah. And just sell it. Just sell and, that you just, just didn't sell see the shit him out of
0: it. Turn it, turn it into soccer. And just yeah. every time you run into someone, just kick your feet off the ice. And dive onto the ground like Dakota Joshua did in this game. Like it, this maddens me to no end because it's not a mistake. I can forgive mistakes by officials. Shit happens. This is targeted.
1: It's just it. It was. I'd honestly have forgotten about it until you just brought it up when we were recording.
0: Well, if we, well, uh, if we recorded right after this game, this would have been half the episode. Oh yeah,
1: it would have been half the episode. But it, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of tired of like. How does that even, like, I don't know. It, it, to me, it just makes no sense why that call is called. Because what is, like I said, what is Kale McCarr supposed to do? Like, he, he's standing there. He doesn't even
0: know it's coming. He doesn't even see him.
1: Yeah. It And it wasn't even, it wasn't like a violent collision either. It was just like he bumped into him and they it's called the penalty.
0: Bump. It's a bump. It wasn't yeah. like Dakota Joshua, like, got shot and fell back onto his back end. Or they bumped into each other and he fell down. It yeah. happens a million times in a game.
1: It it made no sense, and I love Makar's description after the game. He said the ref said he stuck his ass out, and he's like, right. I didn't stick we're we're
0: ass gonna out. penalize Kale for throwing it back." I mean, yeah. just disgusting. Disgusting. Let, let a man let a man live. Kale, I'm surprised he didn't get suspended for it. I mean, honestly. Kale, baby, you can throw it back whenever you like, my friend. You can do it whenever you want. You will get no complaints from any of us.
1: Yeah, it was it it, it was a crazy call, and like you said, it kind of cost the Abs the game because like Ethan Bear gets that goal, and. It, Like you said, Frankie, you got to make that save. It, it, it's just, you got to make that save. Uh And the Avs go down 4-3. And they, they kind of get a couple chances. I think Taves had a chance late in the game, and Spencer Martin made an absolute robbery of a save. And the Avs get to the empty net, and Lekkonen's called for probably one of the softer hooking calls like I feel like that play happens you know what the worst
0: part was it wasn't a hook it was interference they had the fucking gall to call an interference on us again they were mocking us at that point granted it was more of an interference than tails but to have the fucking gauchos to make that call at that point is honestly I respect it it's consistency I guess it's what I've been asking for It, it was a very
1: strange call I feel like that scrum happens all the time late in games Uh, And for them to call that was a little bit surprising. And it led to a very anticlimactic ending where the Canucks just skated
0: with the puck for
1: (laughs) the last minute and a half of the game.
0: Uh, And the Avs lose four to three. Yeah. And also, before we move on from this game, if you're a loser who throws shit on the ice, please never come back. I don't know. I don't know who threw that bag of jelly beans or whatever it was gummy worms. You want to
1: know why it happened. They literally saw on Twitter. That
0: that happened in the Devils game, you're like, oh, this would be fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's is, that is probably also true. Because that yeah. was that the same day that the it Devils game broken against the Leafs, where they had three goals called back. At least there was some cause in the Devils yeah. game. Three goals called back. It's also yeah. New Jersey. You really want to compare yourself to New Jersey? Yeah. Let let New Jersey handle that stuff. Let's have some self respect for ourselves. If you throw shit on the ice, no ifs, ands, or buts, you are a loser. Do not do that shit. It is November and we lost a one-goal game to the Canucks, who are yeah. not even in our conference. Save your throwing onto the ice for something that at least matters, you dork. Yeah, you dork. But we don't do or don't do it at all because yeah. that's fucking weird. Don't do it.
1: Makes too much sense. You're making too much sense, but something else that needs to make sense. And I'm this is my public PSA to all AVS fans. If you go to AVS games, do not. Do not start the wave. Have we
0: learned nothing? I can't believe we still have to have this conversation. Yes. Why the fuck would you do the wave in the year of our Lord 2022? What is wrong with you? What we, have we learned? We immediately gave up the tie-in goal. What more do you need to see? It. it people
1: think we're being
0: crazy. They no, really do. This but is we not a bit, like This is not a bit. This is not a joke. Stop. It's a curse. It's a legit curse because
1: I just think back to when it was game four against Edmonton. Edmonton had what, like that two goal lead going into the third period. They started the way of the abs immediately tied it. And you just cannot do it. This is my public PSA. And we joke around a lot on this show. I'm being dead serious. Stop the wave. The best part is me and Steve. We're sitting next to each other and everyone in our section is doing it. And we're all sitting there like, you guys are going to cost us a goal. And everyone just kept looking at us like, oh, you party poopers. It's like, no, we know what
0: This is is not a joke. This is not a a funny little bit we do on the podcast. It's like, oh, we hate people having fun. Stop doing this it is insane. It's not even that cool man no it's not yeah. it's not even cool it's like you do like whoa like go to a baseball game it's a yeah. baseball thing watch the fucking game yeah
1: it, it's it's a terrible idea and i love that the abs twitter admin is like yeah you guys gotta stop doing like wave.
0: do you understand the the social media account for the abs is begging you to yeah. stop do you understand what you have to be doing for the team to beg their fans to stop doing something yeah. that isn't like throwing shit on the ice, like stop doing the wave. Nothing good has ever come from the wave. It's not fun. It's not even cool. It doesn't even look cool anymore cuz it's not 1997. And we lose every fucking time we do this. At very best case scenario we give up a goal. Stop.
1: The I had one guy on my Twitter mentions being like uh if the abs can't withstand fans having fun, then they don't deserve to win. And I'm like, dude, you're not understanding. This isn't just a curse for the app. This is a curse for every team.
0: First of all, that is such a genuinely insane thing to type out and say. (laughs) If the abs can't withstand their own fans having fun, brother, we won the cup. Like, what are you talking about? We're not talking about the abs here. We're talking about you. Stop doing the wave. Yeah.
1: And uh, it was, it was very funny. And uh, there was one of my, uh, I forget who it was on Twitter. They posted a picture of the, like five fans and started it. I think it was, uh, I think it was Anna, Anna Rantinen. She posted it and just circled the guys. And I was like, I knew it was these fuckers. Cause I could That's see not it far <laughs> enough.
0: I want their IP address. I yeah. want their home address and we need to make it clear. Yeah.
1: Stop, stop we, doing this, please. Yeah. We need Anna and Flo to do a, uh, to do an investigative journalist piece for us. But uh yeah. I mean, nothing really else from that Canucks game. You lose some, you win some. What are you gonna do? Like I I, I think the Avs were a little bit off and it cost them that game. Um, some questionable officiating, which just seems to be the regular for the NHL. But I mean, it's a loss. And like I said, the Canucks are actually playing some good hockey. If they would have gotten some decent goaltending, they'd probably be on like a five-six game win streak.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like it's a rare game where your goaltending just was not up to par. You had some calls go against, you had some calls go for you too, you have to admit. Not going to rag on the officials and say it was all Vancouver because it wasn't. Again, we had six power plays. It's a loss that just happens. And when you have that sandwiched into an eight and two stretch and then you immediately beat Dallas the next game, you're fine. Yeah, if
1: you would have told me at the beginning of the week that we'd go, well, I would have thought we were going to go like three and one because you had that national game. Well,
0: I'd first of all would ask you, like, well, you're forgetting one.
1: Yeah, like, well, if you no. would have, if you were going to tell me we were going to go two, uh, win two out of three and beat the Stars both times,
0: would lose the Canucks. Avs fans would take that in a heartbeat. I would take that every time. The Canucks yeah. game had the least impact on anything. Correct. The, the Canucks have no impact on us whatsoever. It sucks we couldn't get a point out of it, but like we got four of four against the stars and they got one of four against us that's a huge swing in our favor and that nashville game you're pushing that back to when the team's probably more healthy anyway so it's
1: better for us in the long run
0: yeah i mean again what a fucking bizarre situation this is also going to be another rant um so sports gambling just became legal in maryland for the first time i believe on wednesday or thursday the first bet i ever Ever place on the Colorado avalanche immediately has the game postponed. I, I did it before I went to bed, and I woke up, and the game was canceled. I am never betting on the team again because something bad is going to happen.
1: You got to take that as a sign from God that they prevented you from losing the money, though.
0: But, well, that's the thing. It's a warning. Don't do that again. I don't know Look if it was a warning. Happened. I think Look they were what just happened. Them. Do you? When was the last time a non-pandemic-related thing canceled an Avs game?
1: Oh geez, probably can't. I I couldn't name it off the top. Exactly.
0: Of my head. The first, the first bet I place on this team in my state, the game has a water main explode and the game is postponed. And you want me to bet on them again? Oh, I you don't need to tell me twice. I won't do it. I will never bet on them. I'll lose money. I don't care. I would I felt, do it I like- for this for the goodness of the team. Something bad will happen if I do it again.
1: Well, see, here's the thing. If, if For me, for my degenerate gambling brain, I look at it and like, that's a win because you got your money back.
0: Oh, yeah. So. Well, it's, I mean, that's fine. Well, I technically didn't because it was part of a, a parlay, but still, and I lost, but still, something bad will happen if I bet on this team again. You don't have to tell me twice. I just won't do it. I will. Okay. I know that the Avs are going to get me a lot of money if I bet on them. Not me, though. If I can give you
1: some gambling advice, though, stay away from parlays. That's where you lose your money. I
0: I lost a dime. I'm crying. Hey, man, That's a dime hey, you could buy. I, I hit eleven of that thirteen leg parlay, but that's pretty that's pretty brutal. That's what I'm saying. They're
1: brutal to lose that way. Yeah.
0: So um, what, I should probably clarify. I had the ABS separately bet just straight up to win that game, and I also had them in the parlay. Because I, I I realized that now it wasn't clear, but. That's the first time I've ever bet on this team outside of Colorado, like in the the final where I was betting quarters for Larks in the stadium. But the first real bet I place on them, the pipes explode in Nashville. And you're you're telling me I should bet on them again? No, I'm never going to do it.
1: Our amazing sponsor, DraftKings, has some pretty juicy odds on the ads most nights. Oh,
0: yes, and our, our listeners have probably heard all about them at this point on the ad that I have probably already placed at a nondescript part of the episode before this, because I don't know where I'm putting these. I have no idea how long this episode's even been at this point. It's just a guess, but- uh, It's just a guess, but you should probably do it anyway, especially yeah. if you are in a, a state like Maryland that just made sports gambling legal. You can use promo code THPN for access to exclusive offers, which will- help us a lot as a network and also uh, help pay us, yes. which means a lot.
1: Keeps us employed. but Keeps uh very,
0: very much employed and able to do this.
1: Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, welcome to the gambling club. It's a great club. I had yes. a good day today. I had a really good day today.
0: I didn't. But, I lost uh, all of my pets.
1: Oh, I had a really good day. Not to get off topic, but uh, I'm sad college football's over because I've been very profitable in college football. I
0: did the same game parlay on the islanders game and i lost because it, i bet the under of six and a half that's they scored seven so that's brutal that's I brutal every, i got everything else right
1: that's brutal but i, uh, I,
0: I went really crazy i bet ten dollars on the usa to win against england you came close i it was came a close, close game i came close and i'm also i'm also my last rant soccer you had me excited for seven months for a zero zero game yeah I am never going to forgive you for that. It
1: was an exciting zero. Was, zero game. Oh, yeah.
0: It was for a zero zero soccer game.
1: Great. I'm going to tell you what, that would have been a great side TV to have on when the Avs were playing. Like that if, would have been
0: a perfect if game. If the Avs played.
1: Yeah. That would have been perfect. But as we wrap up the episode, the Avs have a big week coming up. Monstrous week. Uh, hit another road trip, which I feel like the Avs have been on the road this entire season so far. Uh, The one game we have to talk about is – it's a big one, actually. Winnipeg on the road. We've lost Winnipeg already once this year in overtime. Winnipeg's still playing good hockey. Connor Hellebuck has been good.
0: Probably the last part of that that Vesna conversation we were having earlier.
1: Connor Hellebuck's been really good. Uh, I know he's banged up coming off that injury. I don't know if he's injured. I don't know if he can finish the game against Dallas. I think he Um, did. I think he did, too. But – He's banged up. He's playing some really good hockey. The Jets in general playing some good hockey. The Avs over the past couple of years have actually gone into Winnipeg a lot and won. I think this is going to be a really good hockey game. I, I, I'm calling, I think this goes to overtime again. I just think these two teams, as they stand right now with how banged up the Avs are, this game just screams overtime to me. Uh, I think the Avs are going to come out with a little bit more oomph because I think in the first meeting they took Winnipeg a little lightly. I don't know. I think we can both agree on that. They kind of came out flat and then they turned it on. It was just a little too late, but I'm excited for this game. I didn't think I'd be excited for this Winnipeg game on the 29th or yeah, 29th of November, but I'm actually pretty pumped about it.
0: I mean, Winnipeg has been playing some good hockey. It seems like they've gone kind of hot and cold lately where they put up a good performance against Dallas. Like they did um, on the 25th. And sometimes they lose six to one to Minnesota. And they're gonna see Chicago before we play them on Sunday. I think they're 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 bound to cool off a little bit. Yeah. I don't think they're a top-tier team in the central division like we are, but they're hanging around for the most part. They have an identical record to us, and they they just keep finding a way to to win some hockey games every here and then. So if you if you can go into Winnipeg and win this game, you really are putting your stamp on the central division before November's even out. Like, yeah. technically, you're still three points behind Dallas, but they have three more overtime losses than you in three extra games. So are you really behind that much? Not really. They're going to pass the Stars before too long. And I hate to say it, but we're probably going to be talking at the end of December, like, boy, this this race is not very interesting. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, Winnipeg has had such crazy luck in overtime. I think they've won like six or seven games in overtime already this year. I was looking um, at
0: their thing. I think a couple episodes ago, I was looking at their yeah. thing. They Only half of their wins are just in regulation. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, like They're bound to have that luck go the opposite way here soon. So I think the Jets will fall off a little bit, but it's going to be a fun game. Um, I'm going to say just because it's overtime, I think that luck turns away. I think the Avs win. Just with the way Georgiev and Hellebuck are playing, I'm going to go 3-2 in overtime.
0: I'm going to say 4-2 the Abs win it in regulation on the road.
1: I like it. I mean, the Jets' defense is not good.
0: They it's, just aren't It's good. really not. It's it's Connor Hellebuck making them look good. I mean, the Jets very well might make the playoffs because the West is not dangerous at all this season. And if they can just sustain some decent play for the rest of the season after this okay start then they're gonna be fine like they're they're five points clear of nashville and minnesota three points clear of st louis and they have the two games in hand they're a fine team as of right now they might be a playoff team could potentially be a first round matchup if they sneak into one of those wild card slots so who knows could be a little little playoff preview coming up for the abs
1: i'm just looking at this and it's just such an anomaly because you look at every other team the Avs are in second place. They have their plus twenty-one goal differential. <laughs> and the team Winnipeg was the exact same record as them, is plus five. Yeah, <laughs> make that make sense. Like yeah. the the stats will work out, and then you have teams like like Vegas has really cooled off. Uh, they're only plus nineteen goal differential. Somehow St. Louis is in the second wild card spot with a minus twelve goal differential. I mean, like,
0: the, in that losing streak, they got. Yeah, that's like true. they got absolutely torched like i had to i had to drop jordan Cairo because he was killing my team yeah, but yeah. they're they're back they had an amazing comeback against florida today as we're recording yeah. this so they're i think st louis is back in that playoff conversation without question i think they're the third best team here yeah i mean you look at the abs i mean they without any of their roster like we're, we're legitimately talking about second line andrew cogliano they're plus 21 which is third best in the NHL behind number one, Boston and number two, New Jersey, who are the hottest teams in the league right now. The Avs do not have their team right now. It doesn't exist. Those teams are fully healthy now. (laughs) Yeah. Like they, both of those teams are like as healthy as they can possibly be, which is crazy to say about Boston because they were fucked coming into this season. New Jersey is really healthy outside of Palat. We are missing Essentially everything outside of our top line on our, on our offense, I can. Second line, Andrew Cogliano is crazy, but it's working. And when this team is healthy, I don't have any reason to believe we're not going to win again. Because we're going to make more additions at the trade deadline, like at least a center and another defenseman maybe. I just don't, if we're playing this well with this roster in important games, like we're not beating Buffalo, we're not beating the senators. Like we're beating Dallas twice. We're beating Carolina twice and we're getting good goaltending, but it doesn't matter. They're part of our team too. That was supposed to be our weakness coming into this season. I see no reason as to why we can't do this again.
1: I don't either. I I really don't. I I think this team is, they'll be fine. We we just got to get through these injuries and they'll be good. Um, as we close the episode, I did just want to mention we're twenty-one games in the season. Anaheim got their first regulation win earlier this week.
0: Oh yeah. If if we talked about the the Vancouver game the the night after it happened, I would have mentioned, like, yeah, it's a bad loss, but this is probably like the fourth worst loss of the day for anyone. Yeah. The Rangers handed the first regulation loss to the Ducks. And we're they are 21 games into the season for them right now. They're yeah. minus 35 in goal differential. Like, holy shit. Like, that loss sucks for the Rangers. I
1: mean, potentially Connor Dog and Trevor's Egress on the line it's pretty gross.
0: Yeah, that would be fun. And the, and the same day, the Coyotes shut out the Carolina Hurricanes in Carolina. Hilarious. 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 The Blues lost 6 2 to the Sabres. Hey, Sabres, Sabres may be back. Yep, Sabres Nation. I love them. Uh, They're plus was, three. Man. They have a plus three goal differential. They're the yeah. anomaly in the bottom of the league. They're I mean, the only shit, team man. that's good. In for the them. And you had the Devils get their, their winning streak snapped and they they threw shit onto the ice. Like our, our loss would didn't even register in terms of like league wide impact.
1: Yeah, we were good. But overall, successful week. We had a pipe break. Avs still go two and one and they in the week. Big week coming up. We'll be back on Tuesday to recap it all. I don't think I have anything else, man.
0: No, we've somehow like again. Like we should mention it for me. It is two thirty in the morning. Like <laughs> this is just another example of sometimes we just record late. Somehow we have gone over an hour once again because we just find we just find a way, man. Just, we just, do do we just do it. We just do it. So before we go too much further, we're going to wrap here in lieu of me getting any sleep whatsoever <laughs> because I have this episode has not even rendered yet. I have not even hit stop recording yet, and it is two thirty at night. But we're going to wrap this one up here. Huge win for the Avalanche against the Stars on home ice, following up a much-to-be-desired performance against the Canucks. That loss already in the rearview meter. Don't care about it anymore. You beat Dallas, your biggest competition at the moment, and you're looking real good as you're looking to get some guys back here in the near future as Val is closer to returning, Byram's closer to returning. You're hoping for the lower end of the... The table with Evan Rodriguez and his injury at the moment, but things are looking good for the abs at the moment. And that's going to do it for us on this edition of the teledabs It Is podcast on Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you all so very much for tuning in. As always, use promo code teledabs It Is on Seakeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more use promo i just i was just gonna say it again for some reason but <laughs> you can follow us on twitter at g young's nhl you can follow christian at christian underscore belay and you can follow the show at teledabs it is i mean if you really want to use promo code teledabs it is on seeking you can do it i'm just so excited about it i just can't stop talking about it but again thank you all so very much for tuning in and we will catch you all next time talking about the winnipeg game but until then let's go abs we